Hi guys, so I'm joined today by uh, Mark Gaysford and I've actually really, really been looking forward to this episode. Um, if you don't know Mark already, then then definitely go and check him out on LinkedIn. His content is one of the, the best I've seen, really, really engaging. So I'll pass over to the man himself. Mark, if you could give us a, an intro to you and your background and what it is that you do. Oh, goodness me. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, how, do you, how, do you, how do you answer that question? Um, <laughs> my name is Mark Aceford. I am one of the co-founders of Red Sprout Media, and we've been running this business for just over a year, I guess. We were sort of a pivoted yeah. COVID business. That uh, Before that, I was a recruiter for many, many, many years, okay. and our business literally fell off the edge of a cliff at the start okay. of uh, the pandemic in March. And mm. so I've been kind of wanting to do this for a long, 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 long time, and so okay. it kind of gave us the opportunity to just say sod it now's the time if there was ever yeah. a, a good time to do something different it was then and so um we just decided to do it and okay. year, year and a bit on and here we are so uh, you know still in business it's it surprises yeah. me actually because so many people say to me oh you know we're not really growing massively at the moment <laughs> kind of look yeah. at them and say are you mad you're still you're still in business you should be really proud that you're still in business you survived yeah. you made it through so uh, that's a bit about, bit about me Okay. Well, that's quite a good place to start then. So, so talk to me about that transition of, of if, as long as you're happy to, of where things ended with, in terms of your last business and, mm. and where things began with this one. And, and just a bit of an insight on that, because I'm sure a lot of people may be able to relate. I've been in the recruitment industry for a long, long time, uh, way too okay. long, to be honest with you. It was, it was getting to that stage where I was... Um, just didn't want to do it anymore. My heart had gone. I mean, it was it was still my own business, and I said my heart had pretty much gone out of it. And so, yeah, COVID came along, and it was it was an opportunity to do some something different. And I think as a re- as a recruitment business, we were we were very successful at doing our own marketing. So we'd really gone heavy on creating video content, building a brand, and sort of putting it out there mostly through LinkedIn. And so actually, this and we started to do a lot of LinkedIn sort of boot camp training for um, other companies as well who wanted to do what we'd done and in fact the last one that we'd got loads of people signed up for was cancelled because we then went into lockdown but um, okay. so we was kind of we were kind of making this sort of very tentative transition from a recruitment business into more of a marketing business and mm-hmm. um, and then yeah obviously COVID came along and we decided just to uh, to scrap the recruitment business and that was basically because we did literally. I mean, our clients at the time were mostly marketing agencies, mm. and so they were outsourced suppliers to their clients anyway. So as soon as the shit hit the fan, you know, they were pretty much put into pasture by their clients, and so any recruitment mm. they were doing was dead. So okay. we literally went from sort of you know our best quarter ever to mm. and and you know I don't know how many it was at the time probably 40 50 live vacancies that we had on at the time um to mm. literally zero in about 48 hours so that's quite an interesting uh, thing to experience <laughs> when your business yeah. literally is collapsing in front of your eyes within 48 hours you know whilst that was incredibly stressful it was all, I mean I just always look at these things as big opportunity what can you do now where can you go and so mm. really sort of spent two or three weeks just thinking about the the sort of future direction and, and decided along with my co-founder Olivia that we would just go for it and we would just become Red Sprout Media. And we really didn't know, to be honest with you, what mm. how successful that was going to be, if it was going to be a success at all. And weirdly, and I think this is testament to if you've got a large yeah. LinkedIn audience, which we'd spent four years building up before then, we put out a LinkedIn post just saying, oh, by the way, guys, we're, we're no longer going to be a recruitment business. We're going to be a marketing business. And everybody went, yeah, no brainer. We kind of all saw that coming anyway. Yeah. And within the first week, we'd picked up clients 
clients around, I mean, literally around the world. We picked up clients in Florida mm. and in Australia and in the UK and Netherlands yeah. and all over the place. And that was literally within week one. And it's the power of having an incredibly large community of people mm-hmm. in, you know, in your LinkedIn channel. So it just gave us that, that ability to just go to market really, really quickly with our new proposition. And people were keen to, to listen to us. So, you know, from the very, very start, we were making money, which was which was phenomenal when you when you think about mm. it now. So, um, I mean, I, you know, obviously a, a load of stuff has happened over the last year and a bit with COVID. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, for me, you know, looking if I'm, fast forward five years, I'll probably look back at that 2020 year as, as actually pretty damn good for us. I mean, I ended up getting COVID myself, but, you know, from a business point of view, actually, it was a really big transition. And, and fingers crossed, so far, it's been, it's yeah. been a success. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I actually, from the very beginning, what you just said there, take something massive out of that already, which is from my perspective, I've only started following you, I'd say probably three to six months ago. And to me, you'd been doing this all your life from yeah. my perspective. You're, you're really good at it. You enjoy it. You know, love what you're it. Doing. I do love so it. I look at it, I, I look at it and then you've been doing this all your life. I never questioned it. I did not know that 12 months ago from what you told me you sent you on the on the brink of disaster yeah we so, were yeah it was, I, it was I, all about to fall fall apart i mean we'd done some we, we were good at our own marketing but even that part of my life my career is only four or five years old when we yeah. started to produce our own content and put it out there and it is it's a common phrase i hear from people oh my god but you're so good at this yeah well i i was shit at this before <laughs> believe me you know rewind yeah. four or five years i was as crap as everybody at doing this i hadn't got a what, what do you what think I was doing what do you think then took you from being shit at it to now um, being oh, i would say one, one of the best i've come across so i so i think well there's a couple of elements to this right okay and the first one yeah. is practice 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 and and okay. just you know don't give up for god's sake i mean everybody is going to be crap first um the mm-hmm. first time you pick up an iphone and you start making a video it's as nerve-wracking yeah. as hell because it's a weird experience talking yeah. to nobody and so that takes time to get over but the more you do it the better you get at it so i think practice is so so it's such an important message especially with LinkedIn right now because LinkedIn for example platforms where you can still grow an audience organically you don't have to put money into growing it you don't have to do paid sponsored content on LinkedIn to get traction you can still build an audience through your own organic content that's not the same for pretty much all of the other channels bar probably TikTok but that's not our demographic so you can still do that and I think these days especially coming through the last year where we weren't able to get out and network with each other and talk to each other and press the flesh um, it's, mm. it's become more and more and more important now for people to be able to market themselves online and so yeah I mean I can't stress um, how important it is just to keep going keep practicing learn how to yeah. edit videos that is number one you can mm-hmm. turn the worst piece of video content in the world into something that actually does work and is, is yeah. useful just by editing it well mm-hmm. so practice 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 and i think the, the, the other advantage and i don't put this one first but the other advantage i've got i guess is my adhd um because okay. I, I i have this ability i'm going to call it ability yeah. to yeah. completely hyper focus and obsess into you know one thing and nothing can distract me so <laughs> that element for me of just being all in and 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 really making sure that i I'm honing those skills and getting it right becomes a little bit of a hyper focus for me. So um, I, that is an advantage. Well, well, I've got two questions off the back of that then, Mark. Um, there's quite a lot there, which I really like. Um, <laughs> the first thing is, and I love doing this. I love looking at 
you know, it's easy to see when someone's extremely successful. It's easy to see what they're doing well. It's easy to see what they're doing right. Yeah. What I love doing in my own life and with other successful people is tell me right at the beginning. So now anything you post, you could post, mm. you know, a blank screen and you probably get, you know, thousands of impressions. So <laughs> um, tell me your experience when you first started posting. What it's funny that you know because someone someone walked me through um, my partner walked me through the Tate Modern right and just okay. that blank that blank piece of paper there yeah. was literally there was literally a blank piece of paper in a in a frame on a wall in the Tate Modern and there's me going what the hell is that yeah <laughs> just reminded me of that um, yeah so sorry my experience of yeah my experience at the beginning I mean God uh, I mean I think this is the this is rule number two I guess is test 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 but fail mm-hmm. fast so okay. and LinkedIn's great for this right because mm-hmm. if you're putting up content and you're not getting engagement and that is likes comments and shares then it's that that tells you everything you need to know um, it okay. tells you that people aren't engaging with that content they don't like it it's not a format that, that necessarily works or your skill mm-hmm. level is not quite at the right level for it to to make that work yeah. um, so test 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 absolutely be brave do do different things and give it a shot but if it doesn't work kill it quickly don't get emotional about your content or the style of your content if it doesn't work kill it move on do something different i mean the classic example for me is I had this great idea of doing a series on LinkedIn called Grown. This is before you probably started following me, Abs. Um, So I started doing this series called Grown from the Throne because I thought it was hilarious. So it was me saying motivational quotes while sitting on a toilet. Um, (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. Um, It it very much did. There was a proportion of people that thought, oh, my God, I love that. It's so funny. Um, And there were a proportion of people that went, this is not right. <laughs> so, so we killed it. We killed it really, yeah. really quickly. But I mean, and still some people come back and say, oh my God, I remember you when you did those, um, those you, things on the, on the loo. So yeah. You make a really key point though there, Mark. I think someone said it on a previous podcast is sometimes you forget that what you're putting out there of value is not for you. It's yeah. for your audience. Yeah. So you might think something's great, but are you doing it for you? Exactly. Well, no, exactly. you're doing it for your audience. So you have to, and, and exactly what you said there, you have to respond to what your audience is saying. And there's a bit of friction sometimes. It's like, well, I think this is great, but you're not going to achieve your objective unless and your objective that, is. Th- and, yeah, and I think that's right. And I think there is a middle ground here, which is you've got, and I hate, you know, it's overused, but you have to be genuine. You have to be authentic. Mm-hmm. You have to be the real you. And and so yeah. there is an element of, look, if people don't like you and don't like that side of your personality, the, the content that you're putting out, mm-hmm. you yourself, I mean, it does not matter. It really doesn't matter. Forget yeah. them. They're ne- they'll never do business with you anyway. And even if yeah. they did, within a month, they'd say, I don't like him and I don't want to do business with them anymore so it's yeah. a fool's errand in that sense so there is an element of look i'm going to be me and if you don't like me then fine but when it comes to the content the the, the sort of the, the yeah. makeup of the content the way you're editing the kind of stuff you're putting out there if that's getting low engagement then it does tell you probably everything you need to do yeah. you're going to change things up and do things a little bit differently yeah. well i think you've, you've raised a really really key point here is that a lot of the stuff that you're going to put out there as a professional won't be far different in terms of the actual concept to all the other people in the same industry so whether it's me putting out financial planning content whether you putting out marketing material yeah that's not going to be very different so no one wants to see a hundred of the same thing exactly but the key difference is you 
and how you put it out there. That's what differentiates you and makes you stand out. Precisely. So I think and if, if there's think, one thing on LinkedIn, I mean, my, I say this to so many different people, there is really only one reason that you should be producing content on LinkedIn, and that is to yeah. allow people to get to know you. Because it's the, uh, the you know, tired old cliche that people buy from people, but it is true. Mm. So if your content is allowing people that little insight into who you are as an individual, and if they then yeah. like you, they are much more likely to remember you, number one, mm-hmm. and then call yeah. you when they need what you do and that's really the the crux of creating content on linkedin is allowing people to get to know you and and getting you lodged in their heads so that when they think i need financial advice i need marketing i must speak to abs i must speak to mark because i remember their content and so that's that's really the real sort of um, crux of the whole thing but do you know what it's it's funny that you say that because you know, I, I follow quite a lot of people on LinkedIn that talk about marketing and, and they'll give the same sorts of tips. And and for a long time, I didn't really pay a massive amount of attention to it. I probably couldn't tell you why, but yeah. I remember seeing one of your videos and it was quite recent, actually. And, and you were just in the garden, I think, yeah, yeah. parks and talking. You were saying the exact same thing I probably heard 20, 30 times from 20, 30 different people. It's because... I, I can't pinpoint exactly what it was, but it's the way you said it, the setting you said it in, grabbed my attention. I then I actually listened to the content. So it wouldn't have been the first time I'd come across it, but it certainly was the first time I'd heard it from you and something about it made me connect. I'm so delighted you said that because, well, I mean, we I have you got a negative comment about that. No, no, no we had the, no, I mean, you get those uh, as well. And they're yeah, like yeah. water off a duck's back. That doesn't really bother yeah. me anymore. But um, we have this acronym that we use for all of our content and our client content. And that is to make things eerie. eerie. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's entertaining, engaging, relatable, inspirational, or educational. And if you can tick five of those boxes, all five of those boxes, you've got content that will do, that will perform very, very well. It's actually very yeah. difficult to tick all of those boxes. But that video that you're talking about, about you're right you know what we what i was trying to do with that video was tick some of those boxes so let's talk about the fact i'm a crap gardener and that's going to make some people laugh there's me in the garden pulling up weeds there's an entertainment value to that number one so it keeps you know it hooks people in they want to see what the hell i'm doing in a garden so we've got entertainment Yeah. yeah tick we've then got different angles different places i'm keeping moving that camera i'm saying different lines in different places whilst i'm doing this whilst i'm doing that that's engaging because the audience isn't just fixed on me saying those tips i'm keeping that video going at a pace which they, but the audience subconsciously are thinking okay what's next Where, what's coming yeah, yeah, next yeah. rather than just one fixed camera view like this for example which mm-hmm. the only way you can really keep attention on a, on a piece of content like this is by being really really you know over the top in terms of the yeah. way you're presenting because that's the only real opportunity you've got to keep that engagement there when you're Mm -hmm. making your videos you can move you can do things in different ways and then it's about being relatable and for me relatability is is actually not not dumbing down but speaking as a bloody human you know can we get rid of all this corporate bullshit language And, and again subconsciously when people use that language you know these big words i mean they're brighter than i am so that's fine but when people really go into it want to use these big words well they're really just trying to prove their intelligence over other people i'm bigger i'm brighter than you you should come and work with me i know what i'm talking about it's all bullshit you know the way to help people and advise people especially if they're not in your industry is break it down so that it's really easy to understand and that means not mm-hmm. using big words but ma- yeah. but making the point in a really really simple way so then you've got relatability and then you know that that weeding video i'm not sure it's necessarily inspirational but there were some educational elements in there because i then said these would be my three tips if i was going to mm-hmm. start again doing my LinkedIn. I do this. I do this. I do this. So, at the very least, we've. Ke- I'm keeping looking up there because I've got eerie written up on the whiteboard in front of me. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but we've got 
um, we've got four out of those five boxes ticked. And so from, from our own internal sort of quality control, we would say, yeah, release that piece of content because we've ticked most of the boxes. Yeah. If we get under three of those boxes, educational, uh, sorry, um, entertaining, engaging, relatable, inspirational, educational. If we, if we don't tick three, the content is in the bin. That's it. There is no debate about it internally. It just goes. It's just not good enough. And we either then come back at it and say, we need to come at this from a different angle, or we need to film it in a different way, or we need to we need to write it in a different way. But you've got to tick uh, as many of those boxes as possible to be able to get that content to fly. So it's so interesting to hear that you said, do you know what? I've heard this all before. But I, I listened to it this time because that says yeah. everything about the fact that that piece of content was designed in a way yeah. to, to help you listen. Yeah, and that is great. And i tell you what I take out of that, Mark, is if you may have had someone else put the same content, not in the same way, the same content out there and get no traction whatsoever, yet I'm not sure what the engagement was on that video, but you got maybe hundreds of likes and comments. So that is the beauty of social media is that you get instant you will always get feedback, even if you get no feedback, that's feedback itself. So I think exactly. if you're if you believe truly in the content you're putting out there is is useful, but no one's engaging, it means the way you're putting it out there is not suitable. And, and there's another element to that as well, Abs, which mm. is that most people when they put out content like that can't help but try and sell. So right. and, and it's really subtle sometimes and they'll really try not to, but they can't help but put the logo in the video. Or they can't okay. help to say, oh, and that's what we do at our business or whatever it is. But how however they try and um sort of promote their services through the content they put out. Believe me, the the audience who are watching that are literally switching off in their thousands as soon as you start going into yeah. that mode of, oh, this is what we do at our business. I don't care. I've lost interest completely. You're yeah. trying to sell to me. I don't care. And this is Why cultural. Do you think that is? It's cultural, actually, mean? because in the US, um, you, you can get away with that a little bit more. You can be a bit more salesy. They'll put up with it. In the UK, we run a million miles away from anyone trying to sell to us. I mean, just think about the amount of cold calls you get these days. It's very, very few. People aren't using that as the as a sort of go to because no one likes it any longer so i think what you've got to do and um, um, this is so important when you're creating content is actually switch off that side of your brain that says i must sell i must promote my services and just give just give yeah. give give and try the hell to help people not by not we with no ulterior motive no expectation of a return just try and help people you're not selling but weirdly you are because what happens there is that your audience will listen now because you're not selling what's happening in their brains is oh my god i love ads content it's really really good it's really engaging i love the way he explains this stuff it's really really cool who is he oh he does that that's just lodged up here we don't need to tell them who you are mm-hmm. Because every piece of content you ever put out, it's got your name and your bio line so they can see what you do and who you are. And so all they're recognizing is, oh, yeah, I really like his content. Really good guy. Over time, they work out who you are and they'll keep consuming the content. So you're in front of them day after day after day after day. All of this is lodging up here. And when someone says, oh, we need some financial services advice. Oh, yeah, you need to speak to apps. I watch him on LinkedIn. Yeah. He's really cool. And that's how that works. That's how that relationship mm-hmm. kicks in. So, and the amount of referrals, internal referrals is mad. So we get a lot of mm-hmm. inquiries from people saying, oh, one of our employees said that I should talk to you because they love yeah. your content. And so you get it, you know, this happens yeah. out there, all this sort of word of mouth stuff as well. You might, you get to sort of build up this big community of advocates who, who will ha- happily promote you because they like the stuff mm-hmm. you're putting out. That makes great sense. And one thing, I want to, well, two things I want to ask you then, Mark just so we've got a nice snippet for anyone that may not be able to watch the whole thing. 
You're probably going to use the Erie for this, and I'd, I'd happily, <laughs> happily, happily accept that. It's in the whiteboard in front of you, so yeah, yeah. it's there. I'll make it easy for you. Just keep it in individual words, five things of how to market yourself or your business to help people out there. I'm going to try and not I'm use Erie. I'm going to try and not use it, okay. actually. Um, so give, don't sell is, is number one. Help people. I'm not using one words, but little tiny sentences. Yeah, tell, really. tell, sto- tell stories. I think those would be my three main ones. Give, don't okay. sell. Yeah, go everything out to help people and tell stories that are relatable. Uh, so that okay. kind of kicks into area a little bit as well. But And what I mean by that as well is, so you might you might have a great idea for a video and or a piece of content. And what a, a lot of people do is then they kind of immediately go to the keyboard or they pick up the video camera and they sort of tell the story. They, well, they don't tell the story. They, they tell mm. the facts or they tell what they're thinking. And mm. people have actually got to rewind from that and say, okay, what's the best way of – how can I create a story out of this? And there are many YouTube um, tutorials on storytelling, but uh, the one that always resonates with me is just the sort of simple three-act principle of set up conflict resolution. So set the scene, what's the conflict or the challenge and how do I resolve this? Um, and that's just mm-hmm. a great way of just telling stories that then become really relatable to people. Okay. So, yeah, that, that would be my advice. Great. I, I really like those. And one last one. I love doing this because it puts people on the spot. And I'm going to be strict with this one like I am everyone else. One piece of general life advice. Just one. Can be as long as you want it to be, but it's just one oh, piece of life advice. It's simple. It's simple. Just do what okay, you love. Fine. You know, do what you love. There is no point in being in a job or being in a career where you don't want to work. You know, you don't, you're not thinking about it all the time. You want to escape or you don't want to go in on a Monday morning. Get the hell out. Do what you love. And, you know, money is not everything in the world. Um, and there's so many other things that make life really, really, you know, valuable and important. So go do something that you absolutely adore doing because the passion will come across and you will naturally be a success at, at, at it because you, you love it. So do what you love. Brilliant. Really, really good. And what I'll do, Mark, is I'm sure off off the back of this, people want to know who you are, what you do, et cetera. So I'll put all of your contact details um, in the post. So if anyone wants to get in contact with you, then they're more fabulous. Do so. Thanks for your time, Mark. I really thoroughly enjoyed that. No, you're so, so welcome. So, so welcome. 